we are on the brink of a mental health crisis. And this is why I am so appreciative of the folks over at BetterHelp. They provide the largest online counseling platform worldwide. They change the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone. Sign up today. Go to BetterHelp.com and use the promo code Solving Healthcare and get 10% off sign-up fees. COVID has affected us all, and with all the negativity surrounding it, it's often hard to find the positive. One of the blessings it has given us is the opportunity to build an avenue for creating change, starting right here in our community. Discussing topics that affect us most, such as racism in healthcare, maintaining a positive mindset, creating change, the importance of advocacy, and the many lessons we have all learned from COVID. If you or your organization are interested in speaking engagements, send a message to quadcast99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquadjo.ca. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quadjo Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Walkcast Nation. Bam! Listen, we got a special one. I don't say this lightly, a very special episode. You're going to hear a lot of enthusiasm because this show was all about precision medicine, personalizing medicine. I met Dr. Tom McCoy. He's the medical director at Wild Health at the Metabolic Health Summit in Santa Barbara. This guy's a gangster, okay? Trained in, in family medicine, emergency medicine out in California. And you'll hear a story about why, you know, he really valued improving people's metabolic health and then what they're doing at wild health they are personalizing med, med, they're personalizing their approach to improving people's health through blood work through genetics through life uh, assessing what people's lifestyle like getting to know the patient remember that getting to know the patient taking the time and transforming lives people transforming lives aka changing the boogie so I am excited to have Tom on for jumping into it. I got to always, I got to give that love to solve it. Wellness where we are trying to transform burnout within the healthcare system this is where you get your online workouts, yoga sessions, community, nutrition tips, mindful meditation, all the tools we're hoping to reduce that level of burnout within healthcare provide, healthcare providers. So check out solvingwellness.com. And uh, as we as we see many times, just trying to change that bookie. All right. Without further ado, we're going to jump on with Dr. Tom McCoy. Qualcast Nation, I am psyched. I'm jazzed up. Got my jazz hands out. I know this is audio, so you can't see my jazz hands busting out. But listen, we got Dr. Tom McCoy in the mix. And the reason I've been excited about this one, I had to hunt him down. Like I, I, I hunted him down on this one because this is what we're all about. This is the future of medicine. 
personalizing medicine. And he is, as you heard in the intro, medical director of Wild Health. And, uh, you know, really excited after meeting him in Santa Barbara, uh, meeting with the CrossFit folks. But Tom, welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, man, it has been a long time coming. I'm so excited to be here with you and uh, unpack some of the stuff that we uh, started to scratch the surface of in Santa Barbara. So let's get after it. Let's get after it. So you and I shared that same interest of getting folks healthier, collectively healthier. And you were achieving that through, you know, the work you're doing at Wild Health. And so maybe just get maybe just start from the beginning. Like what what landed you into this space of of trying to, you know, you know, be more on the preventative side than the acute care side? Oh man, we're going to need more than, uh, more than an hour to get. (laughs) I'll I'll try and make it as short and sweet as possible, but feel free to cut me off at any point. Um, you know, as you know, medical training is, um, not the best thing for your health in general. Right. So, you know, we work long nights, uh, it's taxing on our physical and emotional health. Um, and after residency training, you know, working in an ER for, you know, 15 years, it got to the point to where I was, you know, in pretty rough shape. You know, I was metabolically unfit. Um, emotionally, I was not happy. It was difficult for me to be present for my family. And I found that through, you know, really taking ownership of my own health through, you know, a dedicated exercise regimen really understanding the importance of sleep quantity and quality, right? How to optimize that despite being a shift worker and the role that, you know, nutrition plays in fueling both of those categories, right. And making you an overall, um, you know, healthier person. I was able to really turn things around for myself and, then I continue to experience this frustration in the ER, right. Where, you know, we're dealing with all these acute situations and helping people out in the moment, you know, a lot of times in some of the hardest moments of their lives. Um, And it's rewarding. um, But I would also find myself continually frustrated by the fact that I didn't have the time um, or the ability really to sit down with folks and communicate with them, the importance of these lifestyle concepts and how they could really start to take ownership and control back of their own health. Right. Mm. So that led to me doing that, you know, on the side with folks when I had time, when I wasn't working in the hospital. And then when the opportunity, you know, came for me to actually make that, you know, my full-time job, uh, it was a no brainer for me. I love it. I love it. So it's like you experienced what it was like personally to improve your metabolic profile and just wanted to deliver that to at scale to, to folks in the community because you saw that benefit. Well, you know how it is. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to hear it and to intellectually understand it, but once you experience it for yourself and understand the, the power and the impact and the beauty of this is right. It's, it's accessible to, to everybody out there. Um, and, you know, it's, as we say, you know, in the CrossFit space a lot, it's infinitely scalable, right? So it's like, you don't have a gym membership, no problem. You don't have weights. We can come up with something for you to do. That's going to start moving the needle in the right direction. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need the, the, the time with a person to really sit down and have that interaction and communication, right? This is why, 
you know, I love the work that I do now because every appointment that I have with somebody, uh, the first time I meet them is an hour long. You know, when's the last time you got to sit down with a patient, no interruptions, nothing else for an hour, right? Tell me about yourself. You know, why are we sitting here? What's important to you? You know, really uncovering the why, right? And, and tying that into what's going to be the true motivating factor for them. Like that, that is, you know, exciting and rewarding in a way that, you know, resuscitating someone, you know, is amazing, but it's just a, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I, I was getting almost, I don't know why, maybe it's my headspace these days, but getting chills a little bit, just thinking about how gratifying and how rewarding it must be for, the, the clinician and the patient to actually know that you got an hour of somebody's time that actually cares about like you, the ins and outs of what makes you tick. And um, I just think we've just been in an era in the last two and a half years where we've just, we've lost that, that element in our, in our profession and before even yes. less so because of, you know, just, we had no time. And well, so, it, yeah, you know it's I mean? been that way for a long time, right? Is, is, you know, our billing structure um, and unfortunately, you know, how we get compensated in you know, the mainstream model in a lot of ways is through either volume or procedures, right? right? Yeah. Which undermines our ability to actually spend time with folks, which when you look at an outcome standpoint, you know, we have the data at Wild Health to back this up is is really the juice that we need right more time that you can spend with someone and and engage and develop a relationship and truly understand their whys um the more successful you're going to be right i mean this happens a lot you know in the er and in traditional medicine it's like okay you know here's your prescription and we'll see you in two weeks for an appointment it's like i worked you know at a county hospital for you know 15 years you know, a lot of my patients, they don't have a car, right? Mm-hmm. They work paycheck to paycheck. They don't have a way to come see me in two weeks. Like the, the amount of effort that it takes for them to come just to the clinic and see me for 15 minutes. Like that's not something that's repeatable on a regular basis. Right. But we don't even have the chance to get to that because we got 16 people waiting in the lobby to come in and see us. Right. So it's a real challenge to be able to practice medicine and the traditional model these days in a way that's effective, compassionate, and impactful, and really takes everybody's personalized needs into account. Uh, absolutely. And the, the key words are impactful and personalized because, you, you know, that's what we're in the game for, to make a difference, to make an impact. And this is why I'm, you know, so excited about this because, um, you know, I was, I'm very late to the game, maybe along the same lines as you actually, but you know, for me, it was COVID that kind of tipped the scales and looking at prevention and, you know, as you dive into this stuff and realizing how really it, it isn't cookie cutter. If you want to improve somebody's well-being, like it really isn't like it, like that point of like, what is there? Why is right on the money. So how does wild health achieve that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you like what tools are you using to be able to say, hey, Mrs. X, this is going to be the best approach for you to to achieve your goals? Yeah, that's a great question. So the the process starts with a very kind of detailed intake in regards to your medical history, um, family history. So the the traditional aspects that we think of as as a detailed assessment. Right. Each patient gets assigned not only a physician, but a health coach. So 
before they even see the doctor, they'll meet with a health coach to go over all of that intake information and spend even more time unpacking their health history and what they want to focus on um, and what they're coming to the table. Right. And then the physician and the health coach will actually spend time together even before we meet with the patient to go over all of that so that we really have an understanding of where this person is coming from. We will test uh, a comprehensive blood work analysis, look at all of your hormone levels, um, uh, vitamins and micronutrients, et cetera. And in addition to all of that, in, in many ways, what sets us apart is that we have a, a, a personalized genomic algorithm. So we'll do DNA testing. And then in all these other specific health domains, be it you know, metabolic health uh, or insulin resistance, uh, circadian rhythm genetics, um, uh, longevity, um, uh, uh, cancer risk, et cetera. We can look at single nucleotide polymorphisms, right? And so these are particular areas of your genome that will have an impact on particular health domains, right? And so then we can put all of that information together in a very comprehensive report but it's really done elegantly in a way that you and the patient and the health coach, when you're in the appointment, you walk through this report together and look at it together in real time to really have insight and understanding into, oh, wow, this is where my blood work is. This is what my genetic predispositions are. And this is how it's being manifest in my life at this time, right? Which is a very complex picture of you know, your family history, your health history, your total allostatic stress load, which is your job, your, you know, work-life stress, all of those things, right? That really impact how these predispositions are going to be expressed. And the thing about it is like, if you just do the genetic information, it doesn't really tell you that much because depending on your lifestyle and all of these other factors, that's really going to determine how these predispositions are being expressed phenotypically, right? So that's where the blood work becomes much more important because it gives you a comprehensive picture. Then out of that, we design a plan, we enact the plan, and then we have measurable objective tests that we can follow as time goes on to see if we're making progress, right? Through the blood work and other studies and more advanced testing if we need to. And it's that that personalization, the precision nature of what we do that really, I think, helps us get buy-in from the patient and the team approach, right? That you have a health coach, you can check in with any time, you can text them to ask questions. If they're medically based, they loop in the doc and we're right there to answer that. They can schedule appointments with us anytime, right? So you've now got, you got a team, right? Who's got your back. Um, and that's, that's what we all need. We don't need, you know, 10 minutes, you know, every six months or a year with somebody who's worried about, you know, seeing the next patient in the lobby, you need a crew who's there for you when you need them, who understands you inside and out. Um, it can really help you, you know, make this plan actionable and get you to your health goals. Amazing. And, and like, Tom, what are like uh, maybe some non-intuitive or, or examples of some of the genetic testing that might pop out? Like, 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 can you tell like about what's optimal sleep time? What are, what, uh, how sensitive they'll be to, to carbs or, you know, like, are, like, is it that specific? Like, I'm, I'm just curious to hear some examples. Cause you know, when I think of genetic testing, I'm like, you a predisposition to get hypertension or, 
you know, you know, prostate cancer or whatever. But so I'm, I'm curious to hear what are kind of the examples that you guys could pop out. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question and a very important point. Okay. Cause I'll talk with my patients you know, a lot about this and that, you know, a lot of people are, you know, frightened at first about the, the thought of, you know, checking their genetics and what that means and, and, and how they're going to deal with that. Right. And I think it's important for everybody to understand that, you know, that it's not fatalistic, right. That you have a lot of control over lifestyle, you know, nutrition strategy, you know, how you sleep, et cetera, to impact these predispositions, right? So just because you have a genetic predisposition does not mean phenotypically or in your real life, that's what's going to be expressed, right? So the only reason why it makes sense to look at this, right, is because we actually have control over these outcomes. Mm -hmm. So yes, we can look at your predispositions from a nutritional standpoint. We can start with that, right? So we can look at your predispositions based on groupings of these single nucleotide polymorphisms if you have a genetic predilection to do better or worse on a higher carb or a lower carb diet. Now, I love this shit. I love that's, this. Shit. Now that's individualized, right? And it doesn't mean too much of anything without having the blood work on top of it, right? right. Because if you're a professional athlete and you need, you know, 7,000 calories a day or like 10,000, if you're Michael Phelps doing his thing, you know, insulin resistance most likely is not going to be an issue despite you consuming that significant amount of food, right? Mm. Again, lifestyle really dictates what's happening here, where conversely, you know, somebody else can be eating 1600 calories a day, but it's a highly processed, highly calorically dense, highly refined with sugar added diet they could be, you know, a metabolic nightmare. Um, and so you really need the blood work in addition to the genetic information to get a, a true snapshot or picture of what's going on before you can actually design the plan. So, sorry to cut you off, but I just love this shit so much because it's like, it, this is the question. Like people be like, oh, you need to be low carb. Oh, you need to be keto, whatever. No, and no, then no, you'll no. be so, it's like, uh, I, I don't know if I was telling you about this in Santa Barbara, Tom. Like I, I had, uh, I, I was wearing a uh, continuous glucose monitor yeah. and yeah. I, I threw, I, I ate, I did this test where I tried white rice versus like a cookie or something. Uh-huh. Anyway, there were different times. I had a cookie and I had white rice different times. Yeah. Yeah. And the white rice spiked that bad boy. Oh yeah. Whereas the cookie didn't do as much. Like just thinking about what you like we're eating so much and we're not even thinking or having that feedback of potentially what would be more um, responsive and what have you. And so like, I, I don't know, man, like to, to think to, to yourself that you could do some of this test and tell yourself like, you know what, you probably are more car- like carbs would benefit you a little bit more than maybe other people. Absolutely. Like That's gotta be yeah. so I don't know what the word is. Just uh, like it's gratifying, satisfying to know that information. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm well, jonesing now. The, the gratifying and satisfying part is actually seeing the results, right? And you know the issue is, and this is a pet peeve of mine, right? That, that nutrition strategies and people's perspective and viewpoints on this really take on a religious fervor for a mm. lot of things, right? Because it becomes part of your identity. Um, and you, you know, when somebody threatens your identity with, 
you know, oh, I'm a vegetarian and someone's saying that carnivore is the best way to go or this, that, and the other, you feel you know, personally threatened, right? Because it's questioning your, your, your lifestyle approach. You know, the beauty with this is that it strips away all of that dogma, right? And I, I will have patients where, you know, one hour we are like, okay, yes, keto makes a lot of sense here. Like your lipid profile looks great. You know, genetically, you got a predisposition. You're going to do quite well on fat and saturated fat. You've got, you know, some uh, degree of insulin resistance here in metabolic syndrome, that this would be a, a potentially a good treatment solution for us for, you know, the near medium term, right? And then we reassess where conversely, you know, the next hour I'm having a discussion about how, you know, a pescatarian approach is really going to be the best bet here. Um, and we really need to focus on, you know, plant-based, um, you know, fiber rich, nutrient dense vegetables. Um, and if we are eating meat, you know, it's high protein and it's lean. And that's, in, you know, in the context of the lipid profile, even if they have a genetic predisposition to do well on, on a higher fat approach, that doesn't matter if your lipids are through the roof. Right. right? So <laughs> having this full picture really allows you to, to give folks information that's personalized to them. And then it just doesn't become this cookie cutter, you know, rubber stamp process of, you know, Oh, this is how I do nutrition. Here's your, you know, three shakes a day, you know, that are full of inflammatory seed oils and blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, good luck. Right. right. When potentially it could be making the problem a lot worse. Oh man. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really excited about this topic. So we talked about, you know, you've been able to kind of individualize on the nutrition side. What about exercise? You know, cause I, I do wonder if some people, um, if there is some approaches, whether, you know, uh, I'm just making stuff up now, like whether yeah. the, you know, heavy weight versus like yeah. volume, maybe they'll see be more responsive for their goals. Like, I, I don't know. Is that something that could be, like uh, weeded out. Yeah. We have a whole section in the report on exercise specifically exactly towards what you're discussing. Okay. So we can look uh, for folks and see, uh, you know, from a genetic predisposition standpoint, um, if they have a predilection to do better uh, more on endurance um, uh, versus high intensity and whether they do better more on, on strength or not. Right. And this is so powerful. And it also gives us an indication of how much recovery somebody needs. Wow. Um, and our, our CEO talks about this quite a bit in that, you know, he before he had done this work for himself was like, you know, he was a high school, I think, collegiate athlete, um, you know, working out six times you know, a week, seven times, doing two days, a lot of times. And he was like, I had trouble getting out of bed and tying my shoes because I was so unbelievably sore every day. Right. And I just felt beat up. Inflammatory markers are high, et cetera. Did this analysis and realized that his recovery portion was actually quite a bit higher um, than his colleagues who he did a lot of his training with. Right. And so he, you know, subbed in to active recovery days and, you know, people can a lot of times misconstrue what active recovery means. Like it doesn't mean sitting on your couch, right. But it means instead of, you know, doing a 20 minute, you know, leave your soul on the floor hit program, like you're, you're swimming, um, you know, doing zone two work or going for a hike outside, God forbid we get outside and get some sunshine. Hopefully we can talk about sunlight. But once he did that, he, you know, his performance outcomes, his body composition, everything improved, right? And it's so counterintuitive for a lot of people that, you know, 
oh, it's like, oh, I'm working less hard. It's like, no, no, no. You're just working smarter and more in tune with your biological predispositions to get your desired outcomes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we, we look at that for everybody. Yeah, no, this, this is, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Recovery, the topic of recovery, I feel like has gained momentum over the years, but this is totally underappreciated. Like what you just described of improving outcomes by increasing your active recovery time. Yes. Like yes. I, I think, I, I think it's a hard concept for some to swallow, but mm-hmm. absolutely important. Absolutely important. I mean, it comes down to, you know, even like the things we think about what you eat, when you recover, how you sleep. That actually, that's a good point, too. Like, is are you able to weed out some um, sleep approaches? Like, uh, yeah. I'm just- so we have a we have a whole a whole section on circadian genetics in our report. Um, a lot of this will look at particular SNPs um, that have to do around timing of food consumption in regards to when you go to sleep and how that can impact melatonin and insulin resistance. Um, there are certain SNPs that look at increased cancer risk with uh, disruptions in circadian rhythm. So for those folks, you know, shift work um, and irregular sleep schedules become even more of an issue. Um, so we'll, we unpack a lot of those things to talk about the importance of sleep. And, you know, again, the the enemy of of, of good is perfection here, right? And it's not like you know, we all have lives that we live. We all have families. You know, we, a lot of us have young kids. I mean, it, the nature of the beast for a lot of us is disrupted sleep, but understanding the impact on your health and how to mitigate those disruptions and the impact, because there are strategies that you can utilize um, through lifestyle concept changes with exposure to natural light, you know, timing of naps at the appropriate time. If you're going to use them, you know, how you expose yourself um, to light and stimuli and caffeine throughout the day and overnight, if you're having to do shift work, that can have a really big impact on how you recover, right? Mm-hmm. Engaging with leadership about how those shifts are stacked, right? So you don't have like one night and then three days oh, and a couple of swings, oh, and one night, you know, where you're just all over the place, right? And your circadian rhythm just has no clue what's going on. You know, there's been amazing studies that have been done and, and you know, Michael Walker talks a lot about these book and his book, why we sleep. And yeah, if anybody hasn't read that, that's definitely one that it's you should a must. Look at, it's right? a must. Um, but you know, he, he references a study in there where they, they take a, a small group of, of young, healthy college males and just disrupt their sleep for, for five days. I think it was like, you know, four or five hours of sleep and they all developed insulin resistance, you know, in five days, essentially became pre-diabetic. And these are young, healthy college age males. So imagine what that's doing to, you know, us, us middle-aged, you know, weekend warriors. Weekend warriors. It's not, it's not something sustainable. That's true. Actually, Tom, that was when I was wearing my CGM, that was probably the number one risk factor for fluctuations was yep. uh, like when I had a, when I was on call, yep, like that absolutely. three hours of sleep. And yeah, definitely saw the most fluctuations there. And I, the, the one thing, uh, just not to digress too much, leg day, everything was just like, bam, I feel like you could do anything. You were just like, uh, I don't know. It was like, uh, it was surprising to see that, see that impact. Dude, how powerful are CGMs? I mean, I, I right. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think everyone should be doing about, this. It's that personalized motivational insight right into yourself. Like I, I, I guess it was the, I was going to say misfortune, but I guess it was the fortune of, of having oatmeal, you know, one of the times when I wore it and it had like some dried fruits and other things that 
Dude, my blood sugar had never gone that high. Like literally, it shocked me. Shocked me. And yeah, I, that would have been yeah, a clue. I'm, I'm a higher fat guy. I do better on lower carbs. Like I eat, you know, over 50% fat now and I have perfect lipids and, you know, wow. body fat. Right. But that's different for everybody, man. But it's like, that was all it took. I haven't had oatmeal since then. I don't remember <laughs> when that was. It's so true. Like when I look at rice, I, I, I'm like, like my heart stops for a second. I'm like, you're the enemy. Um, but uh, <laughs> But it's important. I want people to understand this. this. And this is the beauty of this. Just because I reacted that way to oatmeal and you reacted that way to rice, that's not the same for everybody else. Totally. It is different totally. for everybody. And for some people, they can crush oatmeal and they do great on it. And their and their uh, blood glucose is, is quite stable and it's an excellent solution. But mm-hmm. you don't know, right, until you until you lift up the hood. Exactly. And maybe Tom, we'll get into a little bit of uh, like, I want to get into where we could, we could push this in the future. So don't let me forget about that. But I want to, just because you got into sunlight, I want to, I want to hear some of the kind of, you could go with where you want with this, either solutions or hacks that you've developed over like uh, that you've noticed that have given people huge bang for their bucks when it came to personalizing their health. Oh man, that's a, I mean, it's, it's hard and I'm, I'm hesitant to just preach generalized hacks, right? Cause everything mm-hmm. I do personalized, right? I, I will say that there are kind of basic habits that as humans, uh, we are kind of designed to do better with, right? And I, I, exposure to natural light is one that I really push. And I think because I was deprived of that for so long. And when I started really incorporating that regularly into my lifestyle strategy, realized the impact that it had on my physical and emotional health. You know, when you live in a hospital, you know, for half your life, um, you know, and you're coming out and it's dark and you're going in and it's dark and you may not, you know, a lot of people will not take the time to even step outside. Right. So it's very easy, you know, to spend, you know, significant amounts of time um, without seeing natural light. So one thing that I, I really push with folks is just to try and get, you know, 10, 15, if possible, 20 minutes of, of sunlight morning exposure in the morning. Um, and if you can do that in the evening as well, and it has impacts across the board, if you want to talk about, you know, muscle strength, if you want to talk about hormone optimization and testosterone, if you want to talk about, you know, pain optimization and pain relief and, and treatment of, of, of chronic pain, if you want to talk, you know, optimization of your circadian rhythm uh, and sleep, it touches all of those things. And it's, it's really simple and pretty passive. Like all you gotta do Instead of sitting on the couch first thing or grabbing your phone, just scoot yourself outside, take a chair. And that, that sun is just coming up in the morning. Just spend 10 minutes out there. Don't look at your phone. Just be with yourself. And you are, I mean, talk about stacking. You are yes. piling, you know, one thing on top of another that is going to set you up to be successful for the next 24 hours when you do that. I love it. I love it. And, and, and the thing I really appreciate is it's simple. Like, I mean, some people, I, I mean, I don't want to downplay it. Some people are addicted to phones. It's easy to, you know, people are busy, you know, but like getting outside as a family individually, like just make it a priority and you're, 
you're stacking your life. You're going to get the biggest, one of the biggest banks for your buck. We, we talk about this a lot, right? Is it, you know, it's, it's these little changes over time that yield big results. Um, and, and relatively quickly, you know, it's like you make a couple of these small changes in your routine and in six months or a year, you can feel and look and be a pretty different person. Um, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless cause I'm, cause I'm really excited about so much of this. Cause I, I, I'm just thinking also, you know, how wonderful this would be at scale, right? Like if you could reach this approach could be reached to so many. So there's, I mean, 88% of U S population is metabolically unhealthy. I think of athletes that, you know, they're, they're training in certain ways. They're, they're, they don't know what they're doing for recovery potentially like almost in my mind, just hearing this shit is that everyone could benefit from having a personalized approach. Everyone, like I, like I think about, like I, I think about my my wife and I when we were, you know, I've I've been intermittent fasting for years now, yep. and her response to that was not the same, you know, like <laughs> right. she was, you know, she, she like and you know, and it, how much time that would have saved to to have that kind of personalized yeah. approach to say like you know I'm trying this for four months and I don't feel like I'm getting the results I want to see, you know that's just if we could if we could scale this this would be monstrous and it sounded like we had to we had to talk about this Tom before like wild health has you know enhanced this technology so that it's not taking hours and hours to be able to make assessments it's much more um timely this was the the vision of the founders right was to build a system where anyone and everyone could do it right from a cost standpoint um from a time input standpoint and and that's really where we are now right is you know we had the ability to to scale and and take on patients in mass you know with the idea that you know everybody should have access and nobody is locked out um you know from from a price standpoint and from you know uh, an interaction standpoint, you know, we work remotely, we can see, you know, all 50 States, anywhere in the country, um, you know, we're here for everybody. And that's the whole point, right? Beautiful, beautiful. And, and I, I can only imagine the kind of the stories and the lives that have been impacted. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think of just, you know, in my, and what I've seen personally, when you've improved somebody's overall well-being, the, the metabolic health, how it's affected their confidence, their mental health, their, yeah. their, the view of the world. But in your experience, is there any stories that come to mind in terms of, you know, how you guys have impacted lives? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so many, um, you know, I've, uh, I'll call him John. Uh, was a patient who came to us not too long ago, probably five or six months ago. Um, and he, uh, is a patient of mine at wild health. Uh, and then he also, uh, works with, uh, my uh, business partner, uh, and affiliate owner, uh, Jim Pishko at to be human, um, which is a lifestyle concept health optimization company that we run, uh, here in our community. 
Um, he has just had a complete transformation um, in the short period of time that he's been with us. You know, when we first met, um, and I'm sure you've had this experience sometimes with patients, um, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a tough, like this is going to be a rough one. Um, you know, he was you know, significantly overweight. Um, he had pretty significant metabolic health derangement, um, but most concerningly debilitating anxiety uh, and depression that really made it hard for him. Even initially, he couldn't come in to work out uh, when other people were around that much because it was so intimidating for him. Right. Mm -hmm. And to see him transform into the person now where he went from training once a week, he's like, no, I want to go. He's now up to three times a week. And what you know, he started to break that cycle. Once you get over that initial inertia, right. And you start to reap the benefits of a nutrition strategy that's geared towards you having that personalized inset uh, insight. And more so than anything for him, you know, once he started moving his body and he started to get the, the hormonal and the neurotransmitter benefit that comes from regular exercise in particular lift and weight, right? Cause that's what we do with a lot of our folks, especially if you're trying to improve metabolic health, you know, you want to increase that, that glucose sink, you know, develop that muscle mass and mitigate, you know, that lean body mass loss when you're in a caloric deficit, right. For him. So, once he started feeling that it was, he's, he's unstoppable. And we got a message from him. Um, my partner was talking to him uh, and he made a comment that, you know, much more gratifying than, you know, losing 15 pounds so far, um, you know, having to buy new clothes, et cetera, um, is the fact that I don't really care what other people think about me anymore. I care more about what I think about myself than what other people may be thinking or saying about me. And honestly, it like chokes me up to hear that, right? Because it's like being able to have and play a very small part in somebody's life like that to really let them come back into the environment and be the best version of themselves. Um, that's what, that's why we got into this, right? Oh, man. I, I, again, but clamped here and that too, just having that freedom. Like I, it's like freedom in so many levels, freedom to to move and to feel better, but also to like that, that just that get rid of that mental load of like, you know, the fuck what people think, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, now I know what's important to me. Yes. You know, and uh, that is, that's a lifelong like transformation. You know, uh, and, all, and all of us do this, right? All too often, you know, we, we all give too much credence to what other people think about us as opposed to what we think about ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, and why would we do that? Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's really tough to get out of your own head um, when all these other puzzle pieces are out of place, right? But you start to put them in the right place, man, and it, it just builds. Man, that's awesome. Like, listen, folks, I, like, I, I know I've been pumping this up a lot because it is to me it's powerful like like i said before we've been talking about this precision side of things it's a future of medicine you're hearing from dr tom about how they're operationalizing it and changing lives like you if you hadn't if it hasn't registered i want y'all to register this like this is it this is a future of medicine if you want to be able to uh transform lives there has to be 
precision. There has to be a personalization. You have to get to know the individual and they're going to be doing this at scale. I am just so proud, Tom, of what you guys are doing. Um, where can people get a hold of you or learn more about wild health? And, and I also want you to plug to be human in there too. My yeah. Friend. Yeah. Uh, so the, the best way, cause it's actually really exciting. So we are rolling out, um, uh, uh, an opportunity now for people cause we're, cause right now we're on a subscription model and we'll be accepting insurance, um, Q1 of 23. Um, so talk about breaking down barriers, but we're super excited about that. Cause then there's no reason like it's already very inexpensive. You know, our plans are like a hundred bucks a month and you get unlimited health coaching visits. You can see a doc whenever you want, you get sick visits, you know, where your primary care doc, in addition to your precision medicine doc, it's everything. Right. But now folks can actually get the opportunity to get all of the testing done, genetic testing, blood work, have a visit with a health coach and a visit with a physician and get that entire precision package um, as a, as a one time. So you don't even have to subscribe and it's less than you pay for other services that do genetic testing and blood work like inside tractor where you don't even get a physician, right? So if you're interested in that, um, cause I don't know that that's been rolled out yet to everybody. So I'm sorry if I wasn't supposed to spill the beans on that, <laughs> 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 but if you want to learn more about that, yeah, you can hit me up on, on IG is probably the best way. And then I can help navigate the system, but I'm at vital human doc, um, on IG. So you can, um, get at me there and I can uh, point you in the right direction, get you the right people at wild health to have those conversations. And then, you know, if you want, um, a, you know, a more detailed approach. And if you live in my area, certainly, you know, hit us up at to be human. Um, again, if you get at me at IG, I can, I can direct you to the right services and we, we can go from there. Um, but yeah, it's a one-stop shop, man. It really covers all the bases and, you know, we're just knocking down those walls of cost and access and hopefully it's there for everybody now. Folks, you know what Dr. Tom's doing? He's changing the motherfucking boogie, man. Changing the boogie. That's what we're all about on the show. Tom, thanks for joining us. That was stupendous. Oh, man, it was so much fun hanging out. I'm really glad we got to do it. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to kick it, man. Oh, man, next time it's going to be in person. I'm telling you that much. Yeah, bro. Yeah, boy. That was fresh. Tell me that wasn't fresh. Thanks, Dr. Tom, for throwing down. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, at at Quadcast. Leave any comments at Quadcast99 at gmail.com. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave that five-star rating. Do it. Do it. Helps with the visibility of the show and helps us to just transform lives. Change that boogie. Don't forget about SolvingWellness.com. And listen, folks. Have a great rest of the day. See y'all soon.